All right, welcome back here to J. Tom Lawler Rink on the campus of Merrimack, North Andover, Massachusetts. Score at the end of one. UNH leads Merrimack one to nine, one to nothing. I'm Mike Macklin with John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you, as always, by Fuddruckers. They're an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Mike Murphy joins us. He is the Associate AD for Communications and the play-by-play voice of the UNH Wildcats. And uh, Mike, first of all, that first period, some feeling out, I think, of each other by, by both clubs. We saw uh, at times the game would break open a little bit, some up and down action, but the only goal really there, uh, Corey Sato, I thought a real nice play. First of all, good look up ice. I think it was Gildon that made the pass, and uh, Sato was able to go in, get get some space, some separation there, go and put a nice move on Yuri Hudema and score the goal. That's the difference in the game right now. Yeah, Kohei Sato has been a nice, delightful player this year. He's always been really fast. I mean, Sato, his grandfather was an Olympic speed skater in Japan, but now he's learning how to use the, the, the stick right, and finish. Already has four goals on the year. It was a real nifty play by McAdams on this side of the blue line. You know, playing in a rink this size, you can develop offense really quickly, can't you? He played off the glass and Sato just had a stride, got in there and finish it off, but you know one of the things Mike Souza had talked about during the course of the week was sometimes the best offense is simply send it in deep, send the four checkers in. I thought we saw a lot of that where they weren't trying to do anything too desperate in the neutral zone because that cost them at Bentley. Only gave up 12 shots on goal, but ended up losing the game. A little more conservative. The negative has been a couple of penalties the Wildcats have taken, and, and Ty Taylor's left some rebounds out in front too. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, I thought certainly the big difference, this is going to be true for, for every game Merrimack plays this year, that inexperience, the youth, which not only, I think, comes into play uh, comes into play with the uh, the fact that you've got freshmen in the lineup, but also, you know, they're just naturally not going to be quite as mature, as strong, and so on, and there's a lot of players they're going to be going up against on the other side. I'm sure that's something that UNH wants to try to take advantage of tonight. Well, I'll tell you what, they do want to take advantage of it, but I was impressed, like Ewins and Carlisle in particular, they were keeping the puck in the zone, they were frustrated the Wildcats were unable to clear on some of those opportunities, and then Vanell played well. So there's a lot of young guys getting ample playing time, and they were certainly up to the challenge in that first period. Mike, Patrick Grasso, 13 points in his career against Merrimack. What do you do to slow this guy down? Well, Patrick Grasso had the game of his life his freshman year when he scored that this four-goal game, and he's a terrific kid. He had to come back. You know, he's not the same player he was because of a shoulder injury that slowed him down, uh, but he loves to play Merrimack, that's for sure. And, and he's a leader. I mean, he's still a guy who had a 20-goal season, so if New Hampshire's going to have a successful year, they're going to need him to be that guy on the ice who can do what he's done against Merrimack, certainly, but right now, he was hemmed in pretty well in that first period. You know, special teams, it's not, they're not going to stay at 42%, and uh, you know, two on, only 2 out of 12 all year long on the penalty kill, but it's still going to be one, one of the important areas for this Wildcat team, right? I mean, power play is going to have to be one of the better power plays in the league. Penalty kill is going to have to do a good job. If that happens more often than not, you're going to win some games. Yeah, this power play has been unbelievable. I know it's early, but number one in the country is number one in the country, and Max Gildon's a big reason why. You know, he had the best look, I think, during the UNH's power play. He's probably the best pro prospect the Wildcats have, the guy who could have gotten pro last year, really. Thankfully, he came back, and between him and the captain, Anthony Wise, this defense is to the strength of the team, he is the ultimate offensive-minded defenseman. Well, Mike, uh, you have another road game at BU tomorrow night. Five on the road uh, to start the year. I imagine you guys are eager to get back to the win. I, I know I am. Uh, the guys have downplayed it because they're just happy to get some games in. And these are good bus trips. 
here at Armac and NBU. But everyone's excited. Two home games next week. Boston College on Friday. And then the battle for Granite State Supremacy. You know this, Mike. we got to beat Dartmouth. Dartmouth's coming in next Saturday. And fans haven't seen the, the Wildcats since October 6th. So we're looking forward to getting that home. Uh, anything jump out at you early on? First month of the, the hockey season. Anything surprising one way or the other? I'm not surprised. I thought people downplayed Northeastern as if, oh, they lost some guys. But they retooled. I mean, Coach Madigan seems so good. You know Providence is going to be very good. Uh, so it's tough to say there's been a real shock so far. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Right? I feel like BU and BC are going to get off the mat and go back to where they used to be. We'd love to see UNH go back to work. I know Maine had a tough one early, but uh, I'm sure when they see us, they're going to be ready to go as well. It's, it's a great league, and I'm sure the ebbs and flows are just beginning. Yeah, I was going to say, Maine seems to have righted the ship a bit after that first game against Providence. you got Lowell in the mix as well. We haven't even mentioned UMass. I mean, and they won the league last year. Yeah, right. I mean, here I am, UMass, even after all they've done, don't have to prove it again because they were so good. But the guys that they lost, you know, you have, it's tough to retool. McCarr, Ferraro, a super year. You know, we saw them at the regional in Manchester and just did a great job of showing Hockey East getting all the way to the national championship game. But uh, that's over now. Right, now it's the our teams getting better. And they're tied with AIC 1-1. So AIC, yeah, they were a national tournament team last year. It's a pretty good matchup out at Amherst tonight. You kind of feel bad for AIC because they would have been one of the stories of uh, the country, and yet they couldn't get any publicity in their own neck of the woods because of how good a year UMass had. Well, they almost got there last year too, right? So, I mean, it could if they had won that game against Denver, you could have had the all-Western Mass, uh, you know, Frozen Four almost, or half of it. That, that would certainly gotten some attention to them, I think. Yeah, and that's the beauty of this sport, right? I mean, Merrimack had good runs along the way a couple of years ago. We had Yale and RPI and everything else. And I love the rival we have here. You know, Scott Borick, terrific guy. Got to know him so well. Josh Siakwa, former Wildcat here. You know, it's 15 freshmen or like 11 guys playing today. It's going to take a little bit of time, but he's quickly put his stamp on this program. And it's fun to see the rivalry heating up. Who do you see? And, you know, UNH has got a number of guys that I think are really, you know, they're going to be candidates here for all league honors, you know. But, but who's jumped out at you so far that maybe is a little bit of an unsung hero or maybe you mentioned Sato anybody else well Sato's number one when it comes to unsung hero but I think Angus Crookshank and Jackson Pearson guys who are talented freshmen but as sophomores they are going to drive this bus Uh, they're going to be offensive minded guys certainly all the candidates and Charlie Kelleher you know his brother was an all-american Tyler and and Charlie is just an unbelievable playmaker such a smart player and he's a two-way player I think even his brother would say he tilted the ice offense and didn't necessarily play defense, well, if the team was full of Charlie Kellerers, you'd have no problems on either end of the ice. Alright, Mike, uh, first period, like we said, pretty good one, pretty close one as it turns out. Shots were 6-3 to three UNH, the one goal from Koei Sato. Second period underway, what do you look for? Oh, um, yeah, I tell you what, I look for the idea, you got to stay even strength. The Wildcats took a couple of penalties here, and they're fortunate not to have given up a goal. I, I think Merrimack probably will make some adjustments here. Ty Taylor left some juicy rebounds out there. You crashed that a few times. This is his first start. Mike Robinson's normally the number one guy, so I think we'll see Merrimack try to attack with a few other guys crashing the net. A quick question then actually to follow off of that. Uh, do you think we see a rotation here with the two goaltenders for UNH, or is he looking for one of them to, to take the job? I think it's Robinson's job, uh, even though here it is Taylor getting the start in the first league game of the year, but as Mike Souza said to us pregame, Ty Taylor deserves to start. You know, He said this is a really good week of practice for everybody, and that includes Taylor, so he has an opportunity to show what he can do. He's an NHL draft guy. Mike Robinson's an NHL draft guy. I guess that'd be a good problem to have if it's 1A, 1B, but right now Robinson 
Jackson has the edge. Thanks a lot, Mike. We certainly appreciate it. Great to see you as always. We'll see you again uh, home and home in a few weeks or so in December. Uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Always great to see you. Even better when I'm not here and I can listen to you. <laughs> All right. That's Mike Murphy, the outstanding play-by-play voice of the UNH Wildcats and Associate AD for Communication for the University of New Hampshire. A score at the end of one, UNH one, Merrimack nothing. John and I will be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey. Premier Games.